Welcome to Saints Alive, where we take you with us to meet God's most heroic followers. The saints were just ordinary boys and girls who allowed God's love to transform them into real-life superheroes. Their love for God changed our world. Did you know that God has sent you here to become a saint? It's up to you to choose love over fear, to be courageous, faithful, and kind. The choice to become a saint won't be easy, but it will be worth it. So listen closely and open your hearts. These real-life tales of the saints from the past may just inspire you how to live your story. Let's go on this adventure together. This episode is sponsored by Holy Playing Cards, a premium 52-card deck featuring beautiful depictions of Christ and the saints on every card. Holy Playing Cards are the perfect gift for special occasions like First Communion and Confirmation. With saints ranging through the ages from the Apostles to Joan of Arc, Bernadette, and John Paul II, invite the saints to your next family game night. Holy Playing Cards are available on Etsy, Amazon, and Catholic retailers nationwide. Visit holyplayingcards.com to get your deck today. Check out the link in the show notes for this episode. Catholic Family Crate and Saints Alive have teamed up to create an interactive listening experience with a collection of saint coloring pages. These pages are hand-illustrated, free, and you can download and print them from any computer. Color along by listening to Saints Alive by downloading these coloring sheets at catholicfamilycrate.com slash saintsalive. Again, that link is catholicfamilycrate.com slash saintsalive. If you love listening to Saints Alive, please consider donating so that we can continue to create these episodes. You can donate anywhere from $5 to $50 a month with some fun perks to go along with your patronage. Check out our Patreon account, which you can find through the donation page on our website at www.saintsalivepodcast.com. episode, St. Bernadette invited us into her experience of meeting the Blessed Mother in an abandoned place called Mazabiel, which lay on the outskirts of a tiny village in the Pyrenees Mountains. The site was actually a town dump. No wonder onlookers scoffed at Bernadette. Did you notice how Bernadette never called the figure who appeared to her Our Lady? She simply said, that one, referring to someone otherworldly. But as we'll see in this episode, many had already suspected the reality that God had sent his own mother to Lourdes. Our Lady had an important message for Bernadette to deliver to the world, and in it, she reveals her holy identity. Let's listen together as Bernadette continues to recount these apparitions and all that came of them. The news of Madame Latipi's healing spread like a spring that has flooded over its banks. Everyone knew, and everyone wanted to see for themselves. The hillside up to Masabiel was no longer grassy, but hard-packed frozen mud, 
over which hundreds now trod back and forth daily. They began to visit the grotto even without me, washing in its new stream and drinking from its cool, clear water. Mama, Papa, Toinette, and I tried to keep up our regular affairs, but we were bombarded wherever we went, and even our shamble of a home was called upon by strangers daily. Suddenly, everyone wanted to be acquainted with the Subiru family, as if proximity to us meant to sharing in our mysterious fortune. Many offered gifts, but often the gifts came with requests, pleas for healing, for forgiveness. So many ached for a change in their fortunes and turned to us in desperation, but we were mere mortals, impoverished ourselves. Children, you know now we must not accept these gifts. Not even, um, petite baguette, mama. No, you know that, Jean-Marie, Justin. You know, Mephil. We did not accept pity money before. We are not beggars, nor are we now. We've managed to get by all this time, and we will continue to make our own way. To accept their tokens is to make a promise we cannot keep. Bernadette has no control over that spring, nor that one, as she calls her. She doesn't even understand it herself. On another note, I have been offered a job working as a miller again. It is dignified work, and that will fill your bellies again and keep a fire in the hearth. We all understood and obeyed our parents, who were so good to take the time to instruct us so and avoid any unnecessary scandal. Despite keeping my head low, after catechism class the next week, Abbe Perramal pulled me aside as we filed out of the parish. Bernadette. Oui, Abbe? I do my best not to involve myself in the goings-on of the village, especially if such happenings hold excitement and sensation that could lead to scandal. But your stunt at Mazabiel has confounded me. I can't understand why dozens, what is it, hundreds now? Follow a little shepherdess like you. I don't know either, Abe. Who is it that you see up there? What is her name? She has never told me, Abe. Ask her. Tell her it was I who inquired. Oui, Abe. Anything you ask. That afternoon, that one was in the grotto, just as she'd promised. And ah, uh, she was looking at everyone and with great love. Sometimes, she seemed to look at people one by one for a long time, like she was seeing long lost friends. I knew those with open hearts could feel her gaze, though they could not behold her face as I. As Abbe Perramal had implored, I asked that one her name when we finished our rosary. She simply smiled and indicated that she had a message for Abbe to let processions come forth and build a chapel there at Masabiel. 
Though the sun hung low in the wintry sky, I made my way back to the parish to deliver Abbe his message. Let processions come forth. Why, processions have been coming forth. I don't believe you, Bernadette. I asked for her name. She didn't tell me. Then we're through. Wait, uh, are you translating this message to me, little girl? A woman of God would surely use proper French. You relayed this message to me in our pitiful local dialect. I used the words she herself gave to me, Abbe. You mean to tell me that you are the recipient of messages from a young, nameless lady who appears to you at the town dump and speaks Occitan? Oui, Abbe. You are dismissed. Go on with your little games, Bernadette, but know that these lies will torment your soul and be the downfall of your family. Bonsoir, Abbé. Wait, Abbé, I... I forgot. There, now. Come and confess. When you express sorrow for your sins, the Lord always forgives. No, I mean, he does, we, oui, but I... I have not lied, Abbe. I forgot... I forgot to tell you the rest of that one's message. She'd like a chapel. She requests that a chapel be built there, at Massapiel. That's all. Bonsoir! Ask this lady her name, and when we know it, we'll build her a chapel. And also tell your lady to make the wild rose bush flower now, in the middle of winter. Night had fallen swiftly, and it was hard to see my feet as I flew back to the little Kesho. My mind raced back over the events of the day, but still, I knew Mama would be worried. I didn't trip, nor did I lose my breath. I knew that one was carrying me safely on my way. I'm all... Bernadette, there is someone here to see you. Chief Inspector Jacomet de Paris, Mademoiselle, I came to get acquainted with you. Bonsoir, monsieur. Inspector. Bonsoir, inspector. Now sit down. We can all be friends here. I didn't come to harm anyone. Now tell me, petite fille, what mischief have you got planned next, hmm? The crowds at Massabiela are <laughs> annoying, shall we say? These people have better things to do. Look at you all. You've got half a sack of flour in the corner and a basket of three eggs for six of you. <sighs> really though, Bernadette, tell me, what is this all about? The Emperor doesn't like such gatherings. I've done nothing to make the people come. That one asked me to go see her every day. And I have. Bernadette, tell me who put you up to this or I will throw you in prison tonight. But, Chief Inspector, I have broken no law. You don't need to break a law for me to put you away, Petite Fia. <laughs> I'll find a law. I'll make a law. I'll write a law. 
No, you won't. Mon, Inspector, I implore you. The girl will no longer go to Masabiel. She is finished. I'm not sure of it myself. You have nothing to worry about here. I see. In that case, I will leave this contemptuous pest be for tonight. But mind me, I have eyes. I will have eyes on that hill, eyes in the village. My guards will be posted all about to watch you, petite Fia. <laughs> bon soir! Oh, Papa, you can't. I won't. I need to. You will mind your father, Bernadette. Go to sleep. You've missed supper, and there wasn't much anyway. We'll straighten out a plan in the morning. I was heartbroken. I couldn't stand to face the predicament of failing that one, or mon père. I don't think I slept a moment that night. And this time, the insomnia had nothing to do with my empty belly, nor my cough. Dawn had not yet broken when a terrifying rap came at the door. Madame Sibiru, you must come. It's the Buhoa baby again. He's, he's barely breathing. Yes, yes, I'm coming. Lord, have mercy. As my heroic mother set forth at a moment's notice, no time even to don her capulet, everyone else grumbled their way back into some state of sleep or another. But I was wide awake. I crept over Toinette and found my slippers by the door. No one even noticed me slip out. It was only in pausing in the stillness outside that I heard their footsteps and shouts. Not down the road in the direction of the Buhor house, but out toward the pastures, the hillside. Margo! Margo! Margo, come back! We will help! It's freezing, Margo! He will surely die out here! Give me the baby. I can help. Madam, the water. They will kill him. Don't. We could all go to prison. This territory has been forbidden. No, these post hoc exilium no. My Lord and my God. <laughs> distance, their tearful joy radiant in the dark. From that moment on, anything concerning me was no longer of interest. I must belong entirely to God, and to God alone. I had seen him in those moments, and I was his.
After witnessing that little boy revive in his mother's arms, my own mother knew she could not stop me from returning to the grotto. It turned out too that despite his threats, Inspector Jacomet could do nothing to stop me either. His fury did not equip him to write laws, nor had I broken any existing ones. The guards did prevent me and the crowds that followed from crossing the river to the grotto. But when I knelt on the far side of the bank, it was still as if I beheld her from just an arm's length. She confided three secrets in me that I humbly keep to this day. And as the 15th day of her apparitions approached, the rumors swelled again. Why, I don't want to be anywhere near there on the 4th of March. There could be earthquakes. It could be the end of the world as we know it. Oh, but don't you? The lady has brought nothing but grace. Perhaps all present will be healed, or, or granted a gift like my hand, or little Josin Bouault. Looking out that day over the crowds as I waited for that one, I couldn't even see the end of the masses. The people were scattered all around, cast down the hill in flocks by the hundred. I know now that they counted over 9,000 in attendance that day. It was one of the most beautiful things to take in. Men and women, old and young, lame and full of health, all children of God convened in praise of Our Lady. I knew now that it was her, though she didn't have to tell me. They all carried blessed candles too, like me. Little lights flickered like morning stars across the valley. The promise of spring and newness hung in the expectant air. We all together clung unto hope. And then she was there. In nomine Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. My prayer again was a song. It carried me away into her arms, revealing to me the depths of her heart as we entered into the mysteries of her son's life, into his joyful yet humble nativity, his sorrowful scourging, his glorious resurrection. I didn't want her ever to leave. Before she departed on this last day, she implored me to pray for all sinners and to do penance. And to think that just weeks ago, I had laid in bed, perplexed by the need for suffering. Why must we suffer? Because here below, pure love cannot exist without suffering. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. I no longer feel my cross when I think of yours. Even when I stood up, the crowd around me remained kneeling. A warm gust like the one I'd felt that first day came and wrapped all around me, catching my capulet in its grasp. There was no miracle to see today. The rosebush at Our Lady's feet did not burst into bloom. No earthquake shook the ground, but I could feel the miracle present. We all could. The true miracle, and the one that repeats at Lord's to this day, is the conversion of the heart.
That was seemingly the end, though I knew Our Lady must still have more prepared. I continued to study for my first Holy Communion that spring, and Abbé Péromel resentfully heard my first confession and absolved me. He at once trusted that I wasn't lying, but still somehow couldn't believe for himself. So that's it, monsieur. You don't plan to go back anymore? I, I don't know, Toinette. I shall just have to see. I still don't see why we can't accept some of the gifts. Though, it is nice that Papa is working again. And he seems to be in better spirits each evening. Yes, that is such a blessing. Bonjour, mademoiselle. Bonjour, Antoine. Did you hear? Mayor Lockaday has ordered a fence be erected around the grotto. <laughs> He's sick of all the visitors. At this point, people are touring around up there night and day, and he's still worried about his reputation. Oh, how awful! That will look horrid! The funny thing is, he can't get anyone to do it! <laughs> no one will work for him! It doesn't seem to matter what exorbitant wage he promises. My, that is funny indeed. What are all of those people doing over there, lined up outside the church? Oh, they're in line for confession. Abbe Pihamal has had to start hearing confessions for three hours a day since the beginning of the month. And still, he has to turn some away. Oh, I'm sure he's thrilled about that. Life went on those next passing weeks, and Mayor Lacadet did have his fence built. Well, part of it. He'd managed to convince a couple of lowlives to hammer in a few posts. But by the next morning, the crowds had torn them out again. The effort was pointless. I had just finished my morning chores on the 25th when I felt it. I knew I had to go back. My mother was out with the boys, and Toinette was playing with some friends. I ducked inside to get my little stub of a blessed candle, and I lit it as I snuck out of the house. I knew I wouldn't get far along without someone taking notice, but when I peeked to my left, see whose footsteps matched mine. I was surprised. Papa. Bernadette, may I join you today? Why, of course, Papa. I know she will be so glad to see you. When we arrived at the riverside where the fence posts lay strewn about, my father reached out for my hand. You have been crossing this river alone, my fille. Not alone, Papa. You know that. <laughs> I know you were far from alone, but my, the current is strong. It's picked up a bit these last weeks with the rain. I can feel that spring is really on the horizon. In the rocky grotto next to the trickling stream, we knelt, my father looking to me for direction. I nodded, and he took off his cap, and we both looked up. All at once, she was there. Oh, how I'd missed her face as we rested in that quiet and her grace. Others came gradually up to surround us. We prayed, and I savored each second. When we were through, she lowered her head and leaned toward me with great gentleness. I am the Immaculate and that was it. The 
immaculate conception she is. Oh, I have to tell, I have to go, Papa. Benedict! I raced back across the river and down the hill. I was a bird diving forth from the heavens. I am the Immaculate Conception. I am the Immaculate Conception. I am... Oh, no. <clears throat> Abe, I... I'm so sorry. I... I am the Immaculate Conception. What? I am the Immaculate Conception. That's what she said. She gave me her name. She... Oh, my Bernadette. Bernadette. It is I who am so sorry, ma chérie. It is she! Why, you don't have any reason to be sorry, Abbe. What does it mean? Bernadette! You have not been visited by an angel! No. You, you have beheld the face of the Mother of God. No wonder. What is it? It's just, I asked for a rose, for a rose in the middle of winter and she, Mother most chaste, Mother inviolate, Mother undefiled, singular vessel of devotion, Mystical Rose, pray for us. I, I don't understand. You will, ma chérie, you will. And the chapel, your lady will have her chapel. Somehow, my friends, that was all just the beginning. Our Lady, her title, the Immaculate Conception, just encoded in the dogma of the Church three years prior, came to Lourdes, came to me that bleak winter. She made known to us all the power of her quiet grace. She turned our hearts toward the triumph of her only Son. My family was weary, my pastor cold, my prospects in this life amounted to little, and I could not see the purpose in the suffering all around. But true love changed all of that. He changes it for all of us. So before I leave you, I want to entreat upon you that if one dream should fall and break into a thousand pieces, Never be afraid to pick one of those pieces up and begin again. That's the beauty of being alive. We can always start all over again. 
Enjoy God's amazing opportunities bestowed on us. Have faith in Him always. St. Bernadette went on to see Our Lady just one more time the following summer. It was a quiet visitation, just the two of them. And by autumn, even the Emperor Napoleon had given up all prospects of keeping worshippers at bay in Lourdes. Mayor Lacadet could order no more fences. A beautiful chapel was built at Mazabiel in honor of Our Lady, and six million visitors arrive annually to pray there and seek physical and spiritual healing from the waters. Bernadette herself left Lourdes at age 22 and entered the Sisters of Charity at Nevers. There, she devoted herself to patients at the infirmary, and when her own health began to decline, she embroidered beautiful altar cloths as a sacristan. In 1909, her body was exhumed, and she was found to be incorrupt. Though the crucifix and rosary placed in her hands had rotted away, her corpse remained intact. Her canonization on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, 1933, filled the courtyards at St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. Present among the crowd stood Justin Bouhol, the man, once a crippled toddler, healed in the waters at Lourdes not so very long before. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Alex. I'm Melissa. And I'm Tanner. And we are the team of Saints Alive. We are so grateful for all of our wonderful listeners and need your help to keep this going. Please consider donating to our ministry through our Patreon account, which you can find through our website at www.saintsalivepodcast.com. A special thanks to our new patrons who are donating $5 a month and up. These are families and individuals who donate to help us to continue Saints Alive. A special thanks to all of our new patrons, Graham, Rebecca, Anna, David, and Isaac Dusto, Gianna, Leah, Minnie, Giorgio, Jack, and Gabriel Palucci, Peter, Isabella, Manny, and Gianna, the gardeners, Gabe, Teddy, Gianna, Ellie, Gus, and Monica, Sophia, John Paul, Maximilian, and Leo, Michael, Raphael, Gabriel, Seraphine, and Angeline Joe Johns, Kate, and Phoenix Roth, Grace, Luke, Emma, Claire, and Lucy, the Greenman family, Magdalene, Zippera, Anastasia, and Rafka, Mary, Margot, Catherine, Lucy, and Henry Osterman, Thomas, Luke, Rose, and Jacob Porter, Warren, Elizabeth, Jeremiah, Zane, Benjamin, Sam, and Mary from Colorado, Adelaide, Charlie, Caroline, and Maria Barrett, Aurelia, Eleanor, Isabel, Michael, and Mary Frances Opalak, Francis, Abigail, and Bernard Salome, the Turland family, Ben, Megan, Monica, Xavier, Gabriel, and Elizabeth, Charlotte and Adeline Kerbitz, Tom and Irene Aten, Aslan and Alberta Rivera, Estelle, James, and Rosie Gleason, the Stanley family, and the Van Ember family. Thank you to all of you. You and your families are helping to make these stories come to life. We are excited to announce the launch of our Saints Alive Youth Missions. We are now bringing Saints Alive to you, live, in your parish or school. 
Our youth missions are dynamic talks to inspire your children to set out on the journey to sainthood. Complete with giveaways, you can turn our normal school day into a day that forms future saints. Booking now for the coming fall and spring semesters. Email us today for more information at saintsalivetalks at gmail.com. And don't forget to mark your calendars for the next episode on St. Philip Neri, premiering May 15th.